this week's episode, we're diving into animal communication. That's right. Animal communication can help us understand ourselves more deeply. It can help us get a different perspective on our path, see the things that we're struggling with, the challenges that we're having, and even helping us understand better what we're learning in this lifetime. And this is all facilitated through our animal friends, whether they be the animals that live with us or the animals that are in the wild. So we've called in our friend, Karen, who's an expert animal communicator and a holistic coach for cats and dogs to help walk us through and really define what animal communication is how it works, and what the gifts, the messages that the animals have for us that they're bringing forward. Welcome to this week's episode of Adventures with Spirit. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We are psychic mediums who like to consider our spiritual experiences as adventures. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. So join us as we chat about spiritual adventures and answer your questions, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to navigate the journey with more confidence. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hey everybody, welcome in today. We have an exciting guest, if I must say, that I will let Jessica really fill you in on, but I have not stopped talking since we got on to record together. So (laughs) (laughs) we speak the same love language of like rock music and classical music. And so Jessica, do you want to talk about this beautiful Karen? Yes, Karen Brio. So she is an animal coach an animal communicator, which is so stinking cool for two people who have, well, I have a lot of animals. <laughs> and Andrea has I have my Leo. <laughs> but Karen, thank you so much for coming today. We are so excited that you're here. We're just really thrilled. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> so animal communication, we're going to get to that. But can we talk just a little bit about your story? Like, how did you get there like you know did you wake up one day and think I'm going to be an animal communicator or was it a series of kind of unfolding events this is what I'm actually teaching that we are not learning something new animal communication is nothing actually we need to learn we are all born with this sense with these clear senses and with this telepathic sense so for me it was actually more the other way around I thought it's normal to understand animals and I thought it's normal to perceive how they feel and what they need until I I found out no. (laughs) Uh, But not because only I was the gifted one, but because I was so lucky that I was uh, grown up in a family or I had parents who supported me, who never stopped my dreaming, you know, my dreaming what they thought, you know. When I spoke about what the animals perceive or how they feel, it encouraged me. Um, I don't think they really believed me, but they were not (laughs) blocking me. You know, yeah. like you have this, in, in, how is it called? Imaginary friend. Imagination, you know? yes. Yeah. And then, and then your parents say, come on, this friend is not existing. It's embarrassing. Stop doing this. Then you block this sense mm-hmm. because you okay. really perceive something as a child. So we are, when we are babies, we have all our clear senses fully developed. Also our telepathic connection is fully developed. But then with over time, you know, we might lose it depending on our environment, depending on which parents we have, you know, and how we are supported or how it is suppressed, actually, this sense. So it was for me that I found out, okay, it's, I didn't question, you know, what I perceived. 
until I saw that like people at school or, you know, my friends didn't see what I saw, didn't hear what I, what I heard. And so I, I was also not hiding it, but I was, of course, you know, thinking, okay, is it normal? Is it okay that I experience what I experience? But then I, I, of course, heard also that it is not a job, but it is, it is existing. Animal communication exists, you know? And then I started, I thought, okay, I, I want to help others to also communicate with animals. And then I did my formation. It was in 2010, 2011, to not only... I had my connection, but I wanted to explain or be able to explain to others what it is, how it mm -hmm. works, and to help others also to understand their pets. Because I really, really believe that if we could all understand the animals, our pets and wild animals, this world would be, and it's, I know it sounds like in a movie, but this world would be another place mm -hmm. because we learn so much from our beautiful furry friends. We do. So I love I have, that. I have a few questions based on that. You've been talking with animals since you were a child, is what I heard you say, correct? Yes. And then I also heard you use the word hear quite often. So I'm assuming that you are a clear audience in your conversations with them and communications. It started with knowing and picture. So it was the clear okay. cognizance clear. and mm -hmm. the clear audience, uh, clear clairvoyance Voyance. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then when I really started to practice, so when I was a child, it was the I was feeling what they felt. Okay. So I was the clairsentient. Yes. <laughs> but, but when I really started consciously communicating in the beginning, I only received pictures, very clear pictures or the knowing. Yeah. Okay. And that then I really worked on this tool. I really tried to develop. Um, and funny, if you want to train your clear senses, you focus on the one which is already here and the others automatically come. It's not like when you have a very strong right arm you would train your left arm but in this with the clear senses it's not like this you work with the one that is already here that is already best developed and the others will then automatically join and i will never forget my experience when i first really heard and then it was speaking to me and i thought i was really going nuts you know <laughs> it was during my during the formation and it was a in-person course and we were i think 11 12 people and we had to communicate with our teacher's horse called patriot and i saw everybody fully concentrated you know and i was like i couldn't i had the feeling i couldn't concentrate i couldn't focus and then you know i thought anyway take it easy just write anything and then this voice in my head started to talk to me like mr ed i don't know if you know <laughs> yes that. i do yes. very yes. funny and i really had to try to control myself to not Laugh. burst out laughing you know because everybody was so because you're in a kind of meditative state actually when you're doing this but this Mr. S started talking to me in my head and I was like oh my god you know and I was what what shall I do I write it down everything I perceive and then when it was my turn I just thought okay it will be complete laughter in the in the room and I was saying what I perceived and what he told me what I heard and then I suddenly saw that our teacher she had tears a tear mm -hmm. running down because he told me that he is a machine and he has to work and he has to work as a machine and he has just to fulfill his tasks. And it's exactly what she didn't want. She wanted that he's living freely. He's just a horse enjoying his life and not because she felt she knew that he was this. He mm -hmm. had this machine, machine purpose feeling, you know, and with me thinking I have just had 
a funny experience. I had the most spot on in this course, you know, and this mm -hmm. has also changed my, I realized that it is not supposed to be difficult. You don't need to focus. It happens like this. It is here like we have a telepathic connection. You know, I think of, of a friend, suddenly mm -hmm. she's in my head, you know, in my mind. In the next moment she calls me. Yes. So it, it is here. It is working when it's easy. And this is what I experienced here. So this is my first clear audience experience. Okay. And now I'm assuming, again, just an assumption that you work mostly clear audiently. I'm just listening to your conversation. So is that now your first clear and then you bring in the rest? It's really, really balanced. And it's also nice. funny that it depends also on the animal. And it doesn't mean that Makes sense. all horses talk, send picture. It's really, really different. But I have the feeling it's now it's flowing in a way that there's everything here. You know, I see a lot. I hear, you know, so each animal has another way of speaking, you know, in mm -hmm. my head. Of course, it's it's helping me. The animal is not really speaking, of course, but it's helping me to realize or to perceive the personality. Mm -hmm the character, also the mood of the animal mm -hmm. in the moment of the conversation, because they are not always in the same mood, of course. You know? yes. So and this is what I perceive. I also perceive a lot of clairsentient stuff, I want to say. And the funny thing is, I think I don't need to say this, but all these clear senses, you can also perceive physically. So, you know, like people see aura, can see aura or can see angels. Since 2011, I get a lot of touches you know so mm -hmm. i feel, get a lot of physical sensations especially in animal communication so i feel you know also when a pet has passed away i would often feel them touching my legs so it's how i perceive a lot of from spirit when i'm doing a communications on soul level also my grandmother she's always giving me goosebumps on my left thigh when she's connecting to me so nice. I, I think i have all the clear senses and it depends on the conversation, it depends on the energy of the pet. How person. It so it's like being, I mean, what Jessica and I do, it's like being a medium. It depends on a spirit and the sitter, all, right, all of it. And it all comes together. Interesting. So it's fascinating. It is fascinating. <laughs> I know. I've had that experience, too, with a pet that has passed over. Oh. I lost a cat in 2018, and I was with her when she crossed, and, and I heard her meow. Oh, uh, mm. she was to my left. I heard her meow off to, over my right shoulder and like a little wisp of her tail. And then, Aww. you know, she was gone, but I knew she had she left at that point. And then the same thing with my dog, Max, who passed a year or two ago. Mm. I could feel I felt him. I knew that moment because he was n no longer in front of me. He was behind me. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I could sense him. So it's really neat. So you can communicate with pets that are both present in this world and that have crossed then. Yes. Oh, I love yeah. that. I think that's so important. So you're an animal communicator and an animal medium. You're like medium, the whole yeah. ball yeah. of wax and a healer. I see you heal. Yeah. You do healing work with animals. Yeah. That's why actually how it started in 2003. Mm -hmm. I had two bunnies and one was really poorly all the time. And I, I know I went to this. I remember I went to this so-called new age bookstore store and I said to the lady in the store do you have a book where I can learn how to heal with my hands because I always knew that you know I always helped people you know but I normally 
was a sponge. So whatever the, the person had, I had it after. Oh. <laughs> and and so she said to me, why don't you just learn Reiki? And I said, oh, good idea. And so I started learning Reiki to 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 work with animals. Yes, also family and friends. But <laughs> at that time, I actually didn't want to do it for, for humans. It was really taking me long until I also said, okay, this energy work, I'm now also ready to do with humans. And today I love it. But I started with animals. Mm-hmm. And they're so sensitive that. to that energy work. You know, it's, it's easier with animals yes. than it is with humans because they're not blocking the, the flow. The bunny was even too sensitive. It's also funny. It, I was not able to, to give her the Reiki directly. I had to go to the next room, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> Dogs are different, for example. They really come, you know, and, and really show you oh, cats where they have the pain. But with the bunnies, I had to go to the, the other room. And my boyfriend at that time, he was telling me after how she behaved and how she was enjoying it, you know. But no, I no. could not do it directly. Because it was too much. She was too yeah. sensitive. It was too much. Yes. Wow. As soon as I, I was going into this uh, switching to Reiki mode and I was approaching her, she, she was, it was too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. That's that makes so total sense. Interesting. I have so many questions swirling in my head at once. <laughs> I think, you know, let's go to the theme. Let's go to the theme first before we go down all the little rabbit holes that are coming up in my head. (laughs) That's a horrible joke. (laughs) Yeah, but so to the theme for understanding self, how have you found in your experience when you're working with pets that they would help their humans? I don't like it when we're called owners. We're called Mm -hmm. partners, family, owner, you know, Mm -hmm. humans. Mm -hmm. Understand themselves. How are they a reflection? How does that conversation that agreement work? It's very interesting because you can also communicate with pets. Can I say who? Because I don't like that. Yes, <laughs> who are still... I know it's actually that is the right word. No, no, to say. who? No, who? it's fine. Okay, they're, they're people. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. Family members, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes, um, please. Pets who are still incarnated, you can also communicate on soul level. So you can communicate on four levels. It's the physical, emotional, mental, and soul level, spiritual level. And on this level, you can speak about soul agreements, soul contracts, soul plan, but also previous incarnations Mm -hmm. and mirror. So this is one of the most important things. And can I share one experience with the ladies? A yes. very nice lady from the United States, and she contacted me with the problem was that her cat was very frightened, anxious of everything, mm-hmm. and they had to move place. And she wanted me to to communicate this to the cat to prepare him and also to see what can be done so that he gets less anxious. And this cat immediately switched to soul level. So it's the feeling. It's it's ah. a different feeling if you communicate on physical level or soul level. It's so peaceful and and full of wisdom and this pet was just speaking about his owner this cat was just speaking about his owner that she should not be so scared that she should have more trust and all these things and i knew already oh my god she will hate me for this when she receives the (laughs) the conversation i was just feeling it was so important to let him speak and to let him on soul level because obviously the problem was not on his physical mm-hmm. level, it was not on physical level. And then I, I sent this communication to the lady. And of course, like expected, she responded that it does not sound at all like her cat. And she was more expecting that I would do something that helps him. And she was polite, but it was clear that she was like 
fed up a little bit or or she was just uncontent. Yes, her expectations were not met. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But the beautiful thing was, and this is what is always my hope, the words are there, the document, the, the protocol is there, you know, and it can do something. Even if people block and avoid in the beginning, it does something to their perception, mm-hmm. to their mm-hmm. thinking. And I think almost a year later, she texted me again and she said, oh, Karin, now I understand you. I'm sorry for my reaction. Now I know what you mean. He was just my mirror. And she said the word and I was so happy. I was so, <laughs> so happy because in the moment, of course, we realize our mirror and we transform form or heal whatever we have mm-hmm. but so the pet of course can stop with this behavior or stop you know with mm-hmm. this pattern so you of course do something for you but also for the pet that's a beautiful story i can totally see that with all of my pets how yeah. they help me on my journey right mm. each like my dog previous to the one i have he loved everything there was so much joy in his life even the smallest things that it reminded me that no matter how hard life is and how challenging it is, that you can always find joy in even the little things. You know what I mean? Like he loved everyone and everything. You know, my other one of my other cats was it's good to be quiet. It's OK to be still. You don't have to be moving around and doing it. I don't know. I just love the things that they brought to the forefront. It helps it's, me understand myself and my journey, you know. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's so, I always call it active and passive mirrors because, you know, sometimes it shows us something we have, we are doing, but sometimes it's also triggering us because it's something that we don't do or or would not dare to do. We had one colleague, she's still a good friend in the course and we could take the animals with us and she always took her dog with her and he was a little bit older. So he was breathing. You heard him, but you know, he, he was not disturbing anyone except her. And during meditations, you know, she was always freaking out when he was breathing. I mean, he was just breathing. For us, it was like a background melody, you know, like the bus is passing. Or I don't know. Um, we were all not really taking note of this, but for her, it was crazy until one day she took took the dog, took her stuff and she left because it was too much. And then we spoke and then she found out, yes, because she's someone who never wants to be seen. She does not want, you know, she wants just to to be normal, to not get a, a attention, or, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just to be silent and to not be seen. And the dog comes and says, hey, hey, it's funny to be seen, you know, it's funny to be heard. Everybody hears me breathing, you yeah. It was really <laughs> very hard for her to look work with this passive mirror in her case. Yeah, oh. he was amazing. I love that so much. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I'm so curious. I feel as though I have to get in touch with you for my boy, even though I already know, mm-hmm. like I already know, but mm-hmm. I just can book an appointment with you. So you can tell me because it's just going to totally call me out. And then I'm going to feel horrible about myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you're going to get the clarity that you need. <laughs> so Karen, you mentioned soul plan that caught my mm-hmm curiosity can you talk a little bit about that like we talk a little bit about how that works for a human can you talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. what that looks like for our furry loved ones Mm -hmm. we have this saying and i'm sure it's also in english you don't get the dog you want or the pet you want you get the pet you need you know Mm -hmm. so 
I also received some years ago, she was also a member of Angel Team, Angel Tribe of Calgary. She sent me a book from the United States called Animals as Our Teachers and Healers. Mm, and reading this book, it made even so much more sense, you know, that the animals are really by our side to help us. You know, like they are already one level higher and they are just here to support us, you know, to, to change our perspective, our perception, to, to help us being in the here and now and to, to see the world through their eyes, you know, with instincts, but also with this wisdom. And I now forgot the question. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you answered it. It's the soul plan, this idea of a soul plan. Soul plan, soul plan. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's of course. And I'm so, so happy that more and more humans are really asking, can my pet speak about the soul plan, about our contract? Because they, it's like waking up, they realize that, yes, there is a purpose. Why I have this animal? It's not a coincidence that just this animal walked in my door, my house, and is living with me. And of course, animals as humans, we have free will, but we have a soul plan. And I always feel like the animals are here, are supporting us to remember this soul plan. And especially when we have this as a soul contract. So it can also be that we meet a pet twice in our lifetime, you know, yeah. so that they come again and keep supporting us. Or also a lot of animals like Dave, that's the name of my, my colleague's dog. He's now her kind of spirit guide. He's helping her. He's like her, her guardian angel, even though we know they aren't guardian angels, but like her little spiritual running buddy. I, I understand that. that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I understand that too. I love yeah. that. No, I was just thinking my daughter had a dream about this dog that we currently have. We weren't going to get a dog, mm -hmm. but then she had a dream that our dog who had passed, his name was Max. He said, mm -hmm. no, your dog is coming and he's going to look like this. He showed her what the dog looked like in a dream and his name will be Atlas. And, you know, da -da. Mm -hmm. and within, I don't know, three to four months, she's like, that's the dog. And we adapted him, oh you my know? God. Yeah. So it was, it was it's, really neat. It's so good also. How old is your daughter? If she's 12. Yeah, she's 12. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so amazing. I was also contacted just recently by a very desperate woman who said to me, she's overwhelmed and sad because that their dog, the family dog passed away. But she's even more scared because she has the feeling the daughter is like, it's too much for her because <laughs> she started seeing this dog. You know, and so uh -huh. because I'm not only doing animal communication, I'm doing baby whispering as well. So oh, with newborn that. babies, babies, until they can speak, I can yeah. also communicate with them on a telepathic level. So I was communicating with this two and a half year old girl and she told me she saw this dog and it, it was the dog. And I was happy to be able to explain to the owners that it is okay. She's not like going mad now with mm -hmm. in this, you know, in this grief. She can really perceive the dog's soul, the pet's soul. And it is okay. It's nothing spooky. It's nothing bad. It is a very good thing. And if she can, she shall support her. And this is what I mean. You know, it's so good when we stay open to, to the unknown, stay open to what we can't explain yeah. and understand, to, to really allow our children to live this and to mm. support them. Yeah. Oh, she's because so excited yeah, the, the for this episode. She's like, uh, she's like, so she's all over this episode. She's so, like, let me know when it goes live, mom. <laughs> oh, your job. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gotten to the end of an Adventures with Spirit episode and wished it had gone on longer? Well, you're in luck. 
Do you know that most of our episodes have extended versions? It's super easy to unlock the extended version of any episode. Just sign up for our free newsletter and we will drop that extended episode right into your inbox. So head on over to www.adventureswithspirit.com to sign up today. So speaking of you know, the loss of a pet, the grief is mm-hmm. just unfathomable. Mm-hmm. So what have you perhaps learned from maybe the pets themselves, the animals themselves that would be helpful or important for their human family to know? Yeah. So the, the communications on soul level are really the most important ones, I would even say, of all the communications, because they bring the peace. They allow the owners to find peace at heart with the loss, because I don't know why it is like this, but it is like this. Each human also always feels guilty in a way after Mm -hmm. the loss of a pet, guilty that they haven't done everything they could. They have done something wrong. They made a mistake. They were too harsh or too strong. Sometimes, you know, all this guilt comes to the surface in the moment the pet passes away. And then to communicate on soul level and to hear, you know, how the pet is seeing this and how grateful they are for the time with us. It is so, so healing and it's bringing so much peace and also wisdom. And also, and this is what I think Jessica will also have experienced, also fun. It is not always serious when you communicate on soul level. It's also fun. They, they try to take away the heaviness of our of our day-to-day life, you know, say, why are you humans always taking everything so seriously? Have fun, you know, everything is fine. Of course, I have to admit, it doesn't make the pain for me smaller when I Mm -hmm. lose a pet, but the understanding and the knowing that the pet is still here and I can still communicate is a huge relief or is a huge comfort Mm -hmm. in this grief. And it's yeah. never, you know, I still in, in my course, our last training, our last communication is with my childhood dog. She passed away when I was 16. It's really long ago. And she's still here and always happy to communicate and always also happy to bring some wisdom to me. So it's beautiful. really beautiful. Yes. So in my experience, I'm wondering if they match. I'm just curious, my own curiosity here. In mm-hmm. my experience, if I am connecting as a medium to a pet who has passed on, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily you know, talk to them while they're here and just insights, mm-hmm. but they always give the indication to me that they, when they pass, they cross instantly. Like there's no, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. just here and then they're there. And it's mm-hmm. just so simple and so clear and so mm-hmm. beautiful and love. And there's always play. Mm-hmm. There's always play. And has that been your experience as well? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And this is something that I realized when I, now that you're saying this, it was in my, when I started running this course in 2020, and we were first coming to the third module, the soul level communications, that I had some people in my class, some students who said, ah, oh, the soul is still stuck and it's still something is holding it back. And I have never experienced this because the soul is too wise to mm-hmm. be stuck. You know what I mean? Right. So, I agree. And, and the soul. And there is also actually no here, no there. It's just here, here. but in yes. another form. So there and often when I communicate with pets who will be put to asleep, I think yes. it's called, you know, when mm-hmm. the owner says, I think we can't do anything anymore, and I communicate, the soul has already left the body often. So I communicate, of course, the soul is of course still in the body, but also already pets before they pass away are completely relieved. Yes. They are so full of trust, no fear. I have never experienced a pet afraid of death. 
of course, no pet wants to be ill or has pain. They, they have the survival skills, but no pet is afraid of death. And it is the soul is already like starting to connect to the other side, you know, mm-hmm. and, and bringing already some, uh, some funny stories. You know what they were go- are going to do. What is their next plan, and what is their or maybe next incarnation? So no, it absolutely doesn't take time for the soul to leave the body. No, I it's, love it's that. It's helpful for so many people, and it's confirmation. Yeah. I mean, that's what I always pick up. Yeah. But confirmation yes. is always nice. <laughs> yeah. So if you are thinking, okay, we've got our listeners out there, and they're thinking this is so intriguing, and I want to kind of wade into this right? What could Mm -hmm. be some things to help people start to communicate with their own pets, like in their Mm -hmm. house? The communications with your own pets, they have a special part in my my course because it's more difficult than speaking with pets you don't know. Yeah. And uh, that makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can communicate with other people's dogs and we'll have conversations and then I come home and it's like... I always say, you know, it's like you come into a into a room that is completely white. No, no carpets on the floor, no curtains, no pictures, nothing. This is the communication with a foreign with a pet you don't know. So whatever comes from the pet, you immediately see it. It's you can perceive it immediately and it's clear. When you speak with your own pet, you come into a completely furnished room, completely <laughs> furnished, you know. So then to perceive something, what new or something that is now currently coming from pet, it is so difficult. It is really so difficult. We have expectations of what we want to hear, what we are afraid to hear. We are emotionally too connected, but mm-hmm. of course we can train this. But we always start with training with really completely unknown pets. They are the best to start with. And the more then you are you are familiar with this feeling, how it feels, because you also, of course, learn in the beginning how to distinguish the ego or the, the voice from the pet with your own, you know, imagination or uh, associations or expectations. And then, you know, when you really are more safe with feeling the difference, with communicating with pets, and then it's also working with your own pets. But yes, it's normal that it's a little bit more tricky. <laughs> I love that. And so I think just what you're saying is just tuning kind of into your clairs. That's kind of where you start, right? Is figuring out... Mm-hmm how you Mm -hmm. receive information and then Mm -hmm. working with someone else's pet and just playing with it and, and really just seeing what you pick up on is like really the first way to start. Like kind of. Yes. We always start with actually, I love working with our subconscious mind. So there's this book Mm -hmm. of Dr. Joseph Murphy. I don't know if you know this, the power of your subconscious mind, Mm -hmm. where you have all these plus and minus programs, like on a computer, and whatever is blocking you is hidden down there, but you experience it by the way you experience the world. So in the animal communication, we always first dive into the subconscious mind to reveal these limiting beliefs and dogmas, you know, like something happened in our childhood. Someone told us that it's crazy, you know, to perceive things not everybody perceives. Mm-hmm. And then we transform this pattern or this limiting belief into supporting belief. So this is actually what we do in the beginning. And then also we, we do a lot of intuitive games, intuitive training, really to integrate this in your daily life, you know, like with a friend, ask the friend to think of a number or a color or an animal, and then try to perceive it. And it's so much fun, you know, and it works when it's fun. 
I had one ex-colleague, ex-working colleague in my course. She was in the IT department. She was completely just working with a logical mind. And I said, wow, why are you booking my course? And she said, well, I have nothing else to do at the moment because it was the <laughs> lockdown time and I had time and I have the money. So I will do this course now before I'm bored. I was like, okay. I knew her. She's really nice. She was the best because yeah. she had no expectations. Mm -hmm. She had no expectations, no pressures. She just wanted to have fun and it worked perfectly. Oh my gosh. That's so true though, to not have any expectations. I saw Andrea giving me yeah. a look because she claims I cheat during psychic games. So I, I don't need to claim. She... <laughs> you own up to it. Yeah. I use so much <laughs> fun doing these. Really. <laughs> it is. I use my spirit guides to tell me the answer. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> just cheating. <laughs> just being flexible with the rules. But I think that's such a great point, though, about expectations and how they can really limit us. You know, even if we've had, I'm just thinking back, like, even if you do any kind of reading at all, whether it's mediumship or animal communication or anything like that, and you have this really great session and then you expect all the other sessions are going to look just like that and you try to make it that mm. and then it all falls apart and you can't figure out why mm. you know and i think it's this idea of like expecting it to look one way and then judging it when it mm. doesn't show up to be the way yeah. that you think it's supposed to be you know or th yeah. overthinking it so i think that's such it's a great often point because my students also always get homework four homeworks per module and often when the first homeworks so it's just a communication where the human can verify the questions, like mm -hmm. with how many humans are you living? Are you living in a house or with garden or do you have a balcony? Things the mm -hmm. owner can or the, the pet mommy and daddy yeah. can verify. And often when the first one is accurate, you know, and, and then the pressure is even bigger. And then, you know, starts the expectation because often in the first you have, you don't know what to expect. You just do it. And that's why it's often more successful one than the following, because then you start to, oh my God, it was working now. I need to succeed again. Mm -hmm. And then you build up the pressure. And then of course you block yourself a little bit. I love it. I yeah. love it. That's that is great. the repeating story of, <laughs> of humans working all of these. Yes, absolutely. Because that's our own stuff. There's, when you talked about going down deep, right, to the computers, to the limiting beliefs and mm -hmm. the, the doubts and the fears, I think it's just a part of doing what, you know, being human, doing what we're doing. Yeah, it's just exactly. a part of it. We should not judge ourselves. We are just humans. We are. We are. <laughs> Do you find um, that there are certain animals that are easier to communicate with others? Like I noticed you had said before, like with Reiki, that like your rabbit needed it a little mm -hmm. bit further away, mm -hmm. right? But the dogs mm -hmm. and the cats were okay with you there in person. Like, are is it like that with animal communication too? Like, is there a difference or is it kind of just like, that's just with the energy healing part of it and with the communication part, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. No, it's, it's really different in the animal communication because there's no difference. It's funny because it's a very big topic in my current course because one said, one lady said, uh, that she has no connection to to horses. And then she was, um, so she's scared that she will not be able to communicate. And after she told me this, she took a walk and she was passing a, a like a place, you know, where the horses mm -hmm. were running. And one horse was coming to the fence, looking into her eyes and starting to communicate with her, you know. <laughs> it was the best answer because when you go, it's not like when you do an energy treatment like Reiki, mm -hmm. Of course, in the animal communication, you normally do this on distance and you connect via the heart. 
And in this heart-to-heart -heart communication, it really does not make a difference if it's a horse or a cat or a spider or maybe an animal you are scared of. Mm -hmm. In the animal communication, you just feel love. I mean, that's the plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how I always encourage people to start to connect from heart to heart. So no matter with which animal I communicate, I really feel love because I connect to the animal's heart from my heart. So it does not matter. That. For me, it's no difference. And I think in general, it doesn't what, feel differently. What kind of information comes through? Like, how does it differ from like, like the fur kids that we have in our home versus like a bear or a deer or a wild animal? Like, are you getting different kinds of information from the wild animals versus what some people would call domesticated? Yeah, of course, it's interesting when you have animals living close to humans. Because you wouldn't believe how they are actually observing us and reading us. And <laughs> I, I, I'm mainly speaking about the ravens here because they are so cheeky, so, so cheeky. Our crows are so cheeky here. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And, you know, I think animals who are living close to humans uh, have a different way of, of communicating. Like when you're really going to, to wild animals or in the zoo. Also during our formation, we were also going to the zoo and connecting to wild animals, but locked, right. of course, locked in the zoo. But to also see that because I was always worried for the animals in, in zoos, mm -hmm. that they are feeling imprisoned, but I could feel, and this was bringing a lot of peace to my heart, that they feel like they are exactly where they are supposed to be. So that is also their purpose, you know, to help humans understand how they live. And, and like they saw this as their teacher role for us humans. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's of course interesting. And this is also what I always encourage people when they want to learn communication to also go outside and you see a squirrel or you see any animal that doesn't move for a while so that you can connect to start just asking, tell me something. What did you eat today? Or, you know, something like this, just to feel how it feels. I love You know, that. I want to do this. I know. You all know that. I know you do. I can you see the wheels no, I do. I know. My I do. Well, and also psychically, it's funny, Jessica, I'm laughing because the last two questions you asked, I was about to ask the same questions. I'm like, okay, she's in my head. <laughs> well, you know, my thought is also, so I like snakes. I know it seemed to be one of those mm -hmm. rare people, but I like snakes. Mm -hmm. And if they're outside or whatever, I see that as a good thing. And I mm -hmm. want them to be safe. So mm -hmm. I know not everyone around me likes snakes and they will, you mm -hmm. know, kill them or something. And I don't, mm -hmm. not in my family, but because I won't allow it. However, mm -hmm. I would always love to be able to say, if I wanted to connect to that snake, I'd go through the deva of the snakes. That's just how I would do it because that's what mm -hmm. works for me. But I would love to be able to say, I don't know if you can do that, but to say, hey, listen, come to my yard and hide here or, you know, to be able to help them. Is that... Uh... Are you yes. ever able yes. to like keep yes, them yes. from harm? When I see fishermen, I think it's mm -hmm. called, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I immediately connect. In, even though I don't see the fish, I connect to the fishes and say, really them tell them to stay away from this area. So I, did, I do this already automatically. And I would do this with the snake as well, you know, to okay. say, you are safe in my garden. Because, of course, the animals... They want to survive, you know, like yes. it, uh, it was our question with the ants, you know, when you have ants in the kitchen, you can just tell the ants, ants? Mm -hmm. to, like, yeah, mm -hmm. you're saying it correctly. Yeah, yes, totally. Yes. Yeah, to go outside, you know, you need a deal, you know, they, because they want to eat. So you yes. can say, okay, look, um, I will 
put some things on my balcony, but leave my kitchen, please, you know? Mm -hmm. So you can really make deals. And I know many people will think now I'm crazy, but no. I have done it because I've I done can't it. kill ants. I've done it too. I, I always start any. off, okay, you've done listen, it. Listen, yes. Anne, yeah, I totally have. I go, listen, ant friends, you can't be here. <laughs> can't be in the house. <laughs> I don't want to hurt to you. The spiders. We have mm -hmm. to, you yes. know. Yeah, spiders have free reign in my house. Yeah. <laughs> but ant yes, friends actually, I give them names. I do not name the spiders. I let them know that they must live outside of my home. Okay. Oh, really? Welcome I to be, we name them. They're welcome <laughs> to be in my yard yeah. safely, yeah. you know, whatever it is they need, but they can't be leaving webs all over anywhere. I was terrifying my family because my father always had to rescue everything. You know, each spider at home, nothing was, he yeah. couldn't, nobody was allowed to kill any <laughs> insect or spider. So my father was very busy during my childhood. Do you, <laughs> all the animals outside, all the that's insects. a good dad. Do you notice a difference with, when we're, I'll use spiders or ants, because that's a great example, that there's like a collective consciousness of them rather than individual? Or both. I think it depends. I have not experienced this collective consciousness, okay. even though I think that it might be with the really small, because I believe everything has a soul. Also mm -hmm. trees have a soul mm -hmm. uh, to communicate and connect with. But I believe that if it's really very, very, I don't know in English now, but it's really tiny, you know, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. creatures in the sea, for example, that they have a collective consciousness, but... For example, ants, I really see as an individual when I, of course, I communicate to them all, mm -hmm. but also sometimes when I just see one, I feel already that this one has its own consciousness really? and its own personality. I know it sounds so weird. It, no, not at all. It's just going to make me more conscious and neurotic than I already am, which is okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. But sometimes, but sometimes it's too much, you know, for me, I, I sometimes wish I would be less sensitive because when I'm going swimming, for example, you know, and I see all the insects in the water, I, I, I pick them up, you know, and I have the insects all over my arms and then I'm swimming to the shore to, to rescue them. <laughs> but last summer, or was it the summer before I was crossing, she, there was a lady swimming, we were crossing and she said, ah, you are also doing this. I'm so happy. I'm not alone. And I thought, <laughs> okay, because I was so sure I was alone no, doing this. No. Not and I was just, you know, scared that people would laugh, but I'm doing it. I can't watch them drowning, no. you know, I can't watch the insects drowning. No, yeah, sometimes no, it's a little either. too much. I wish I would be less. I can understand less like, that. Like... It, it, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> no, it's, you'd fit right in here at our house. Because we yeah. had, every summer we have these beautiful orb weavers that create these spectacular webs. And my daughter gets so mm. excited. She names each one of them. And then she watches them every day. And then she's like, oh, my mm. gosh, so-and-so had their babies. They're everywhere. Like, she's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> she's like. Cool. Oh, my God. This is beautiful. <laughs> you know? So you'd fit right in here. My husband just escorted a spider outside last night. <laughs> yes, okay. I, escort, I do escort them outside. <laughs> the ladybugs, the June bugs, the spiders. Yeah. We must go yeah. outside. I think that's yeah. a fair deal. Yeah, I'm just thinking in summertime, you know, uh, in wintertime, I let them inside. Yes. Oh, we yeah, do. and yes. in wintertime, you don't see them so much. They're just in the walls, or in, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's warm <laughs> here. I remember so. with my ex-husband in the very beginning, in our first year, I had a spider, and I thought, okay, now 
all or nothing, you know. I said to him that I love this spider and I gave her a name and I, then I started speaking about Sarah because this, uh, this <laughs> spider's name was Sarah. And and then I he accepted me the way I was. So I knew, okay, I can marry this man. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, you know, our animals come to us in dreams, are mm-hmm. crossed over. I don't want to say crossed over because I agree mm-hmm. with you. They're just right here. But have mm-hmm. you experienced that? people could get communications from their their pets or the wild animals or in any way you know through their dreams if they don't feel that they're comfortable psychically to do it yeah it's what i'm often saying actually also in human coaching when people have when someone has a question and can't perceive it to ask before sleeping Mm -hmm. because i personally receive so many answers in my dreams and also often pets from pets who have passed away. So dreams are our perfect bridge to to spirit, I believe, and to all the answers we we search often. It's easy because we can just, you know, it's like an intention. I said the intention before sleeping that I am opening up to receive whatever I need to know or the answer to my question in my either in my dream, sometimes it's also that I wake up in the night, you know, and the answer is here. But yes, it's a very, very good idea to to allow our pets in heaven to communicate with us in dreams. Of course, yeah. I like nice. that. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. This yes. has been fun. It's oh, I think you. Magical. I, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I still, I still enjoy it. Yeah, it makes my heart grow. I feel like, you know... Oh. My heart is more. Expanded. I do feel better to know that I'm not the only one who talks to the ants in my house. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's me too now. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, friends outside, outside friends. Outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because it was really already in the course that we were asking our teacher this question, you know, how can we also communicate with ants? And she was saying to us, yes, but we need a deal. You know, we need, of course, mm-hmm. something that they say, okay, we need to survive, we need food but maybe on another way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It's so great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you? Like, how can they contact you? And what is the name of your class called, your animal communication class? Like, where is that on the, your website? Uh, the class is called, yes, it's the Certified Animal Communicator. The next English one starts in July, and it's on my website. It's www.angel-touch.at. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook is Angel Touch without minus, angeltouch.at. And Instagram is Karin underline Brewer. Okay. And we'll have all that, that information me. in the show notes for everyone to find. Yes. Yeah. And I if you follow Karen on IG, you get to see the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I always see dogs <laughs> every time yes. you pop up. I'm like, oh, my know. dog stories. Yes. And yeah, yeah I, I love it. <laughs> it's yes. magical. Thank you again for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank for you. those of you interested Thank- in animal communication and wanting to learn more, reach out to Karen. And remember, you can always sign up for our newsletter at www.adventureswithspirit.com slash newsletter to have the latest information about all of our guest speakers and all of our offerings. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. 
Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous. Adventurous.